Welcome to the Stone Conversation podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Well, good day all. Welcome to the Stone Conversation podcast. My name is Peter Mumford and today we have the pleasure of talking with Romy Orwell. Romy is one of the partners, or should I say owners, of Orwell Interiors. Welcome to the show, Romy. Hi, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, Romy, you've got an amazing business. Um, you're an interior architect. You've worked at all different sorts of businesses and you've had this business now for well over 10 years. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about your background um, and what's got you to this point today and some of the places you've been? Yeah, well, look, I studied uh, interior architecture at the, at, uh, the University of New South Wales um, and that was a, a relative, what was a very new degree when I started, it was only sort of two or three years into um, having been formed. Um, and I think, uh, you know, what attracted me to it was um, that it was it was a little bit meatier than you know, just an interior design or decorating degree uh, or, or diploma and, um, and, and sort of straddled uh, the line into sort of more, you know, traditional architectural um, you know, background structures and, and construction and history and that sort of thing. So um, that's sort of where I started. And that was a four-year degree. And then um, I actually, I, I kind of, once I'd, <laughs> I worked really hard for my degree and, and got a, an, an honours degree, but I think I was a little bit um, exhausted after that. So I ended up going travelling um, overseas and um, and working, and that sort of led me to work in, a, you know, in, a, in other areas, um, Creative areas, which um, yeah, led, led me then down to down the path of um, actually publishing in, in for an interiors magazine. I noticed so, that um, you're. Um, I noticed there you're at Bell Magazine. Um, yeah. What, what What were you doing there? Tell Tell some of our listeners. I, yeah, I was at Bell Magazine for five years um, as the interior design editor, and uh, yeah, I just was. I was. I really, really loved my time there. It was um, kind of. I call it sort of fantasy land, actually. I had an amazing editor who I really respected, Eric Matthews, um, and he he really, um, you know, he wasn't a micromanager. He gave everyone creative work to, you know, their wings and, and, um, and explore, you know, their own creativity. And I was more on the styling side of things and the writing side of things. Um, so creating content for the pages and, um, coming up with concepts for you know to, to rep, represent you know the interior design industry on the in editorially in the pages of the magazine. So, so you've had I, a broad. Can, sorry, you've had a broad background there. Obviously, looking at a lot of design when you were at Bell. Um, definitely, yeah. Which brought you then into a, a, another business, or brought you in with your sister, who is an architect as well. Um, and you've That's got right. quite a sizable business there now. And I was just speaking to you before that, and I know that you're quite flat out to February, March at the moment with the designs that are going on. Um, yeah. And you've worked with some amazing architects over the years, Notice here from you know, Luigi Rosselli, who does beautiful designs, to be as Tobias Partners and so on. Um, how, how did that all begin? How did these guys get you in and you start? I mean, I've looked at your website and you just have some beautiful designs, so I can appreciate why. But tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Yeah, look, um, I think my time at Bill really um, was quite formative in you know, establishing some good industry contacts. So 
that was a great a great starter um, for me. But it was also a big a bit of a big leap back into um, when I left there, back into getting into sort of nuts and bolts of interior design and what I'd studied again. Um, and I'd had some existing relationships, you know, through the magazine and just from studying with people at university, I did the University of Tobias, and um, you know, we we had a, a good relationship already. Um, and and just some other really great, I guess, allies in design, Will Zanker from Zanker, Baron Smith, um, who was our uh, garden editor at Bell. Um, so I, I just had some, yeah, some great contacts from, from working in publishing. And um, as I sort of sunk my teeth into getting back into more, um, setting up my own business, um, you know, they they were good, they were good um, collaborators and colleagues to have. And so it just sort of developed from there. Yes, must be nice working on some of the beautiful homes that you get to design. Um, yeah, absolutely, and, and we know we love working with architects. That's sort of you know to have to have that as a, a base palette to then you know put our um, filters and layers and you know filter over the top is um, you know we're very lucky. Well, I'd certainly encourage everyone listening today to uh, go to your website and certainly have a look at all the wonderful images of properties you've worked on, um, which is just okay. essential. Um, and at the end of this, uh, in the footnotes, I'll put the link to your website for people to get in contact with you. But I might jump into a few questions that I know a lot of listeners are probably <coughs> interested to understand if they don't have a full grasp yeah. of interior design. So, Romy, tell us, a lot of people might be confused, the difference between interior architect and or interior designers. Could you tell us the difference? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's not a, there's not a huge difference. I think key factor is that um, when you study interior architecture, like we did, we did the first year and a half um, as as an architecture degree. So your grounding is really, you know, in the in the classics of architecture, you know, and, and universities sort of suddenly get to study the history of it and structures and construction um, in a bit more detail than you would if you just then you know, did interior design on its own, which is, is largely, you know, more, um, you know, look and feel and creating, you know, the mood of a space um, and um, furniture design and textile design and all those other things, which, you know, subsequently we went on to learn and we, we did, you know, um, as the, the degree progressed. But so it really kind of, it, it, it gave us a good grounding in the architectural an architectural footing and then we sort of went on to, you know, um, learn about those layers that come over the top. Where So I think that's probably the difference is that maybe just an interior designer and certainly an interior decorator wouldn't have that. Um, and a, a good way of you know, analogy for it, I guess, is like having a bit of a classical background in music. You know, it's that sort of early, you know, you, you, yeah, you learn about different, um, you know, styles and um and, and, you know, the, the stages of the history of architecture and things like that. And would that, from, from a layman's point of view, would that translate more into, if I was explaining that, an interior designer is sort of doing colours and furnishings, um, touching into kitchen space, but more interior architecture might be adding where we get, what they're working with another architect at the early stages going, well, we need to sort of change this room shape here a bit or we're going to change really a lot of the pelmets here and look... Combined with the furnishings, is that an easy That's way? That's right. It's yeah. just, it's yeah, exactly. That it's like the structure. It's the it's the yeah, it's the structure of a house. So the, the actual space is the form. The you know, the, um, yeah, it's actually it's the it's the, yeah. the nuts and bolts stuff. Yeah. And it's so true. Like I've noticed because <clears throat> we're lucky, we get to walk into many homes and go, "Wow, that's just amazing." And I walked into one recently. It's probably the 
most beautiful home I've ever walked into. And, and it was so well done, but everything just worked from the almost double yeah. height ceilings in the area to the furnishings to you can tell that they had an interior architect and designer work closely on that. And it was just an amazing mm-hmm. property where you see sometimes, well, I know it's from a real estate background, sometimes you go and you go, oh, it's just not gelling here. Or if they put some better lighting in impelments and changed the roof line a bit, they made a, might have made it more special than just flat. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, and having it, it's a consideration from the outset, I think, that you, you get from an interior architect, you know, versus an interior designer or, you know, or decorator or stylist. So, um, you know, I think it becomes obvious when you experience the spaces that that's behind it. So another question for you. Um, at the moment with maybe clients you're working with or feel that you're getting out there in the industry, um, is there any designs that you're currently seeing that are being asked for more than other designs currently? Yeah, look, I think um, I think there's a bit of a fear, not a, well, a trend maybe, but a, you know, a, a desire to have things that are very relaxed um, and a, a bit more pared back and minimal and unfussy um, at the moment. And whether that's reflective of how everyone's feeling about the world and what's going on, and that they just need to be a bit more essential, is pr- probably is. Um, it tends to, to go that way. Um, you know, whereas before, you know, there was a bit of a well, in the last sort of t- within the last five to ten years, there's been you know there's been sort of stages where people have been a bit, I guess, maximalist and you know wanting to be you know very glamorous or thinking houses to look a bit like a gallery. But I think people are moving away from that um, and yeah that's a med- slightly Mediterranean feel with you know rustic sort of finishes and uh, um, yeah curved edges and soft corners and all that arches that seems to be um, you know a regular part of people's briefs. Yes, and, and that that look and feel as soon as you walk into a property or you see a photo of it you just feel instantly relaxed sometimes it's sort of like decluttering on a bigger scale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think with people, especially with people working from home, I think that they're realising that they, how much they enjoy working in a relaxed environment and how important it is, you know, to have the space, your space around you, feeling that way upon your psyche. And so I think that people are just wanting that more and more at the moment and to feel like they can feel like they're on holidays at home a bit, I guess. Well, that's right. I mean... If you're lucky enough to have a, a nice home that you can um, improve or in, create, do your interiors or redo your kitchens or whatever you do or you're mm-hmm. renovating a whole house because so many of us actually do work a lot from home and we have and I even know in our business we have a lot of meetings that come to our to our house all the time um, mm-hmm. so you all, I think there's been a lot of renovations going on. Um, I'm not quite sure what you're seeing out there, but certainly when we're talking to people and the properties I'm seeing coming on the market, um, I know it does certain properties appeal to those that may want to work from home and they need to have people over. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Sorry. Go on. No, that's no, absolutely. I think the um, the impact of working from home is in. You know, not only very busy because everyone wants to renovate their house. You know, was they're focusing on you know the, the four walls around them and what they need to do to it. But um, yeah, to have to have a home that they're proud of, if people need to come and have meetings, or you know, they've got a Zoom call and they you know <laughs> need to look good in the background, or you know, all those sorts of things are impacting um, you know our industry certainly. My so I do have, have a few more questions for you, which I'll continue on. Um, 
what do you feel often gets overlooked in design, interior design or architecture design in a house? It might be someone that hasn't used an interior designer, but what are you sort of noticing some things that if they just put a bit more thought or had someone guide them, they could have ended up with a different thing or a different look and feel? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a, a tricky question because it's so varied. Um, and, and yeah, sorry about that. Home, <laughs> no, that's okay. Everyone's home is so different and everyone's, um, you know, despite the fact that we all think that we're quite, you know, quite similar as human beings, people are so different in the way that they live and the way they approach their home. But I think the standout thing when I walk into someone's house that, you know, I think, oh, God, this could do with, you know, a bit of help or, you know, there's something lacking here um, is, and anyone can really, you know, is about defining like giving it soul and um, working out what it is that makes it, um, you know, as each property presents different, you know, aspects and pros and cons to it. But what what is it um, about that property or about the way that you live that you know can give that property soul? Because no matter what your taste or your aesthetic is, really, um, you can feel that I think when you walk into a house. So. Um, trying to tap into that if you are planning a renovation or if we're doing a job for somebody, I think is important. And that, you know, um, probably about writing a bit of an emotional brief for yourself when you do your renovation. When we, do, when we get a yeah. brief for people, we obviously have a functional brief, um, how, you know, you need to taste the function of family home or whatever it is. Um, uh, an aesthetic brief, you know, what your style is, but then, uh, you know, people often forget about the um, emotional brief, which sounds a bit, you know, um, wordy, or, but it's, it's actually quite important because yeah. that's ultimately yeah. what gives it soul. I think so. you're right. A lot of us may not articulate that when we're talking to a designer, but it's very true. Mm. You know, it's the feel you want out of that when you walk in. And I think what happens too, uh, um, when you live in a place for a while and if it needs some work, you tend to overlook those things. It's a bit like the mess in the house. Mm. That's why men never see the mess you see. My wife's saying, did you notice that was there? I said, oh, no, I didn't actually. But yeah. sometimes you get so used to something that you just overlook it. But then when you, when you go through the exercise and you work out what you can do and you start collecting a whole lot of images like I've been doing for a few years, um, you realise that, oh, it really is looking a bit tired or it needs an update. Um, I think we get so used to it. And, and when I look at a lot of your designs, they have a calming feel to them. Um, and sometimes, you, as you said, people are stripping back, peering back a bit. actually gives you – it's more effort than you would realise to get that effect. Um, and I think yeah. so it's many of us It's kind of hard clutter. to do something simple. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is. Yeah. We, all, yeah. <laughs> we, we add more, we add more. Um, okay, yeah. so another question. Um, if you're considering – using the skills of an interior architect or interior designer, um, what should I be considering? So just say, example, I was a client. What should I be considering and what questions should I be thinking to ask that designer, like whether they're the right one for me or, or you know, um, questions so they would understand, I guess, what I'm trying to get out of my house? Yeah, I mean, I think firstly, if you're, if you're looking at selecting someone, the most important thing, and this might seem like a really obvious thing, but it's amazing how how many people don't do this, but um, is just make sure you like their aesthetic. And, you know, uh, I, I think to ask who, sometimes people expect, well they, don't, well, they don't know who else to ask sometimes, so that, you know, they, they just sort of go for one designer because they're not, you know, entirely sure, you know, 
you know, a bunch of different people to approach to see if they they can identify who's aesthetic is aligned with theirs. But I think, you know, doing some research at the outset to make sure that you are aligned aesthetically is really important. And obviously a good designer will have, should have, a breadth of knowledge enough to be able to, you know, morph their aesthetic a, a bit rather than, um, well, it's certainly our approach anyway, um, rather than just sort of dictate one particular look. Um, but, um, and then also just to have a good um, sense of, that you can communicate well together because it is, actually a relationship, you know, on a big home, for, for example, you know, some of them, you know, go up to three years for, for us. Wow. Um, and so it is a relationship you're getting into um, and you, you do have to like each other yeah. and communicate well and have a good dialogue. So I think they're both really important things. And obviously, you know, you do a bit of a designer who's well qualified should be able to do the things that designers do, you know, draft and put your plans to the council or whatever, you know, it is more of an architect's job but um yeah so that, that should all be there you know of course but um yeah i think those two things are really important because sometimes sometimes people come to us and they're like oh i want like a really over the top art deco look i'm like have you have your cleaner website it's really not that so yeah. um, <laughs> whilst we can do art deco um because got you know background in studying the history of architecture and design it's not it's you know it's not really essentially what they do. And maybe you're better off going to someone else. So yeah, um, yeah. I think that's so, important. So, it's, it's the same with architects too, isn't it? You've got you really got to look at people's work and go. You're not trying to put a round peg in a square hole. You've got to find what both sides are comfortable with. Uh, but I think I think what is interesting too from uh, people listening today too that we it's great when you start doing the research and and looking around what's possible. Um, and I think the great thing of getting a good interior designer or, and or architect is that they open your mind to things that you may not have considered. It's a bit like, I guess, if yeah. you were going, <clears throat> you were using a fashion consultant because <laughs> you always go and yep. buy that blue shirt, typical boys, right? Yep. And buy, yep. And then you, you might get stretched out of your comfort zone, because, but then they, yeah. you know, it's a sort of the same sort of thing, I think. Um, well, actually, Absolutely. in a much bigger scale, of course, because it's much more costly and there's a lot more involved in designing a house. Um, which yeah, sort of, I agree with you. To put to be put to, to someone to, who will push your boundaries enough, you know, to change your you know preconceptions a little bit um, is 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 important. Within you, you know, we obviously need to feel comfortable with it. And you don't want to spend money on someone who's going down you know the wrong tangent. But um, yeah, a, a little bit of your comfort zone is healthy, I think, for so everyone in the project. So I guess then someone coming to you, example, the, the more images or feel they can show you of what they like and what they dislike i guess it makes it easy for you to decide you know we can deliver on this or not um and guide mm -hmm. people in the right direction um definitely pinterest pinterest is great scrapbook whatever your medium is that you want to collect you know your visual information is, uh, is fantastic because the picture speaks a thousand words and you know as you come into working with a designer you've probably been thinking about this project for years you know they, they haven't they're just just coming into your headspace you know so yeah. anything like that is always um, good collateral to have, I think, to give a designer a brief. You must have to be very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think I, I was say, I think I did a degree in psychology and marriage yeah. counselling. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, the marriage counselling will be important because not yeah, yeah. invariably, not husband and wife do not always see the same in design. Not often don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, it's, it's juggling both sides, isn't it? Now, which sort yeah. of gets me thinking, like, you know. For most people, um, 
that again that haven't used the service something like yourself and they're trying to work out you know what budget do i allocate or how do i come up with a budget in my mind that i want to allocate to this obviously they've got to speak to someone to get a realistic budget but um how would they try to assess this in their mind of how to allocate a budget for this yeah well i think i mean on a high level from a high level um perspective obviously you know what sort of home what what, what sort of property are you sitting on what's the agenda with the property is it something that you want to fix and flick like you know and in which case you don't want to overcapitalize too much so that should you know be pretty clear as to you know helping you form a budget and then the other side of it is you know is is this kind of your forever home and is it worth spending you know more in certain areas and you know uh, that's a bit of a greyer one because you can get emotional about, you know, money-making decisions. But, um, you know, I think, so there's sort of two sides to it. So either way, I think the best thing to do is just do some really big, um, like like a bubble diagram breakdown of, you know, what's the structure going to cost, what's the, um, what do you want to allow for, obviously there's going to be consultant fees and things like that, council fees, um, and just sort of break it down into, you know, big ballpark figures, what do you have fit fixtures and fittings and finishes allowance um, and, you know, try and leave something in the kitty for, you know, furnishing it at the end of sometimes it's hard, but actually there's things that, um, you know, really, there's a thing to touch and feel at the end of the day and, and make you it kind of make the home um, look, you know, finished and complete and, um, you know, more considered. So I just do, do a big, big, you know, breakdown of, of those key items and then you should be there or thereabouts but definitely speak to consultants as well as, as to um, you know other things you might need to consider like there might be geotic problems like there, there might be problems with your the land or a particular slope that you haven't you know factored in that needs extra support and things like that so um, definitely try and speak to some people early on in the piece. That's quite budget. noticed here with your business because you've got the two sides the architect studio and the interior design which is really beneficial so people can sort of explore that and go, well, you know, I like that, what you've done architecture-wise, but I also feel this interior. And you can sort of guide them on how it gels together, which I think is a great offering because yeah. not all architects do the interior design side as well as you do. And, again, people listening, um, the website, a <laughs> little quick plug because if, you, if you're listening to this, you need to get on now and have a look. And it's uh, allwill.com.au and it's A-L-W-I-L-L com.au so you need to get on there and you'll understand what we're talking about on this podcast and um, go straight there you can pick architect studio or interior studio and just have a look at some of the designs and they're just beautiful and now what i think gets overlooked rami in, in real estate a lot is that people spend all their money just on the shell of the house but they forget about yeah. what we're talking about the interior and the interior design and you get one go at it if you want to change some shapes in there, whether it's a beautiful flying stairwell or whether you've got an integrated fireplace or, or bookshelves or so on, and that can make such a difference. And I, and I really encourage people to talk to people like yourself to get that because, again, if it's not a tick and flick, so, so if you, it's in your forever home, it can make a massive difference to the look and the feel and the value potentially. When someone walks into your house to buy it, if you are selling it one day, you, it's what grabs them straight away is that interior. Yeah. So, so that's so important, but often overlooked. And and it's good to see people like yourself that are growing this side of the business, uh, bringing some be- beautiful interior design. So, you know, I want to thank you for today being on the show. Um, oh, thanks for having me. And um, what I'll do is I'll drop all your details at the end, so everyone can have a look. 
Um, but like I said, I'd recommend all listeners have a look at what uh, Romy does. Um, and Romy, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information on buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.